Welcome to Takeaways, Life Lessons Learned. I'm your host, Hayam Mizrahi, recording from MDL Group. Recognize market leaders in commercial real estate brokerage and property management in Las Vegas, Nevada. Join me as I explore my takeaways from the people who have influenced me the most. Let's get started. I'm here with Mark Stark today. Mark is the CEO and owner broker of Berkshire Hathaway Home Services in Nevada, Arizona, and California. Mark, you're the third largest company within the network. You have 40 offices among the three states, 3,300 sales executives. Annually, you guys sell about 13,000 homes a year to the tune of 5.6 billion dollars in transaction value. Who's counting though, right, Mark? There you go. Let me uh, look at this rookie move. I've got to close my email so we don't keep dinging here while we talk. So uh, you and I are recording this for Zoom and also I'll take the audio and publish this through my podcast as well. So for those watching, if I'm saying things that seem out of place, that's why. But Mark, thank you for, for doing this with me. Thank you for being here with me today. My now, pleasure. Now, those are big stats that I, I read off in your intro and I've known you for a while now. I know what really matters to you at the end of the day is being a dedicated husband and a proud father. And I think that's some good context for us to jump off into today during these crazy times uh, with COVID-19 and, and closures of businesses and social distancing. So those are my words, Mark, in your own words, tell us who you are, tell us what you do. Well, I appreciate that. You know, uh, interesting, I have two teenage daughters and uh, they've been stuck in the house for a while so uh going a little uh they're going a little stir crazy there uh which i guess is understandable funny story real quick is you know my daughter came to me and she goes dad you know what i mean this is this is crazy I, I i don't know if i can i can handle this uh we were 72 hours in <laughs> that was that was three days so uh i said uh you're gonna have to get a little tougher here uh, so, uh, but I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, you know what? Love to hang out with the family. If I'm not working, I'm with uh, my wife and two girls. Um, you know, I, I, I started in this business in 1985, um, at 21 years of age. So this is all I've ever done. And I've been with the same company, uh, since day one. And, uh, so I'm all about, uh, my, my two mantras are clarity and consistency. And uh, I try and live by those, and they have protected me through my whole life, really in all things. So I made, I made a commitment to post something on, on either social media or uh, through emails to my network from April 1 to April 30th. The reason I made that commitment is because I saw all this anxiety and fear around me, and I feel like it's something that I can do to help my other fellow commercial real estate agents in my, in my industry to find motivation find new ideas, stay proactive and productive. And I noticed that you're doing the same thing uh, for your sales executives. So that coupled with, you know, you've been through the ashes of hell and back. Um, during the Great Recession, you came back to thrive. So when I saw that, and I, I know most of your story, 
clearly not all of it. I wanted to have you on and talk about, you know, what, what do you have to say right now? You've got an organization of 3,300 real estate sales executives. Uh, you're across three states. What are you saying? What, what are you seeing? Well, listen, you know, <clears throat> I, I think the, the big trap people fall into is they start thinking about and they, and they plan their lives based on what, you know, uh, they hope it will be. Instead of looking at the situation you're in, uh, don't assume anything, look at the facts, and then make your decisions. And you know what? I, some people come out, you have to always do this in these situations. You know, I, I think it's different for every company, every organization. You have to look at, you know, what's, what's really going on with your company? Who are you? What do you do? And what's your plan to get through it? The key with that is, though, is um, having clarity on who you are and what you do and having a plan. I would say I would rather tell people, I hope you have a plan. Even if it's a bad plan, it's the wrong plan. Uh, than no plan at all. Because when you even have the wrong plan and you're going forward because you're so clear on what your plan is, you know it's a mistake. As you're moving forward, you catch it. Without a plan, you're basically floating out there. And you know what? Basically, you're in the arms of just you know uh, the industry or the world. And that's not a good thing. You want to have you know some sense of control and, and uh, a vision of where you're going. Now, this is all coming from, like you said, you started in 1985. You've been through several cycles. And even right now in your business, you've got Nevada, California, and Arizona. And each of the states have come out with different rules for real estate professionals. California, I believe, is much more stringent, full lockdown, non-essential. Nevada, yes, we're essential. However, a lot of businesses are closed and social distancing, how's Arizona? But talk, talk a little bit about that. Uh, you know, you said for, you know, have, know who you are as a company. So here you are as a company with three different sets of rules and then have a plan. Talk a little bit about what you're seeing in the different states. Okay, first of all, you're absolutely right. They all have different rules. And, you know, recently California now changed that uh, the real estate uh, uh, um, sales executive and brokerage are now essential. They weren't at the beginning and they are now. Um, but each state has, you know what, different parameters of how they see the world and how they see the situation. And you've got to work within those parameters. There's really not a choice. And some, uh, you know, support your business moving forward more than others and some don't. So for me, I have to make decisions really in many ways based on state, not only based on organized company. Uh, of where we're going. And, and you got to put in this situation, you put safety first and then you go from there. Uh, okay. How do we, if we're going to do business, even being an essential service, how are we going to do it and do it safely? Um, and you know what I find? I find so much of this is common sense. It's just common sense. You know, if I'm not feeling well, should I come in? No. I mean, it, you know, there's certain aspects. Um, I, I think it comes from a basis of respect of other people. If you respect other people, you make better decisions. And so uh, we came from that standpoint. And the other challenge is, is, you know, not all questions are answered. So a lot of times you just don't have enough information. So, well, can we do this? Well, 
you know what? They're not, it's not clear if we can or not. So if you come from that basis of respect uh, of other people and you use common sense, you, you tend to be able to get through it one way or the other. Well, let's, let's use that as a jump off point. I want to hear more about your story. You, know, you moved here from Chicago on a whim. You went from quitting your job at the Hilton so you could sell real estate. You slept on, your, on the floor of your friend's apartment. Uh, and then overnight, you went on to achieve the pinnacles of success, right? Well, I've been fortunate. I've had a ton of mentors. You know, people talk about who was your one mentor. I didn't have one mentor. I had numerous mentors. Um, and, you know, the old saying, when the student is ready, uh, you know, the teacher will appear. I've had that happen to me numerous times, um, even through the last downturn, uh, through relationships, uh, parenting. I mean, um, I, I'm very open to feedback. Uh, you know, one strength, I think, that helps me is I'm unoffendable, <clears throat> truly unoffendable. Nothing anyone can say to me has any control over the way I see the world. It why may, is that? How yeah, did, it may change. How but, did you develop that and why is it so important? Um, <clears throat> you know what? I, I, I wish I could tell you exactly why. I, I guess I know this. I know I'm gonna make plenty of mistakes. I know I'm gonna do some things right I know I have uh, good intentions and why not listen? doesn't mean I agree with all the feedback I get, but being open to that feedback sometimes takes even an idea that I had that I thought was pretty good. And because I listened and didn't, didn't start off from a closed minded aspect, they helped me make my idea even better. So it's just really, uh, it's just staying open and putting your ego in a drawer and saying, listen, I'm not taking anything away from myself, being open to learning and growing and getting feedback. And that's been a really, that's been a help for me my whole career. All right. So I, I've shared with you before, the first time I ever heard about you or read your name, I was reading probably the Las Vegas Review Journal. And there's this guy named Mark Stark, I thought was Iron Man's brother at first, but uh, he's, he's outbidding Warren Buffett for a real estate company in Southern Nevada. And I'm like, what is this guy doing when Warren Buffett wants to buy your company? You sell it to him, you write a book and you live on the beach for the rest of your life. Let's go back to those times and walk us through because I, I, I was saying jokingly, you're, you're an overnight success. You know, nothing happens overnight. You've had your lumps like everybody else more than everybody else. And yet you came out the other side. And I think that's important to underscore during these times when there's a ton of fear out there, will we get to the other side? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> boy, that was a long time ago. That was like 16 years ago. Um, you know what? I think it was just w way too early um, for, for me to sell at that time. Um, and, uh, you know, and it's, thank God, it's worked out very well uh, over the long run. But to your point, it's not without its knocks going through the downturn uh, during 06, 7, 8, 9. I mean, it was, it was not easy. But I will say this, that old saying that what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, that is absolutely true. I am more prepared uh, to go through what we're going through today than ever because of going through and living through the downturn. So it does. It helps you make better decisions more effectively, more quickly. So uh, um, yeah, it was just too early for me at that time. And, and I love being part of Berkshire Hathaway in all of its forms. And I've been a Warren Buffett fan my whole life. So, uh, 
Um, you know, people ask me, have you met him? And uh, it's on my bucket list to meet him, but clearly it's not on his bucket list to meet me. <laughs> okay, well, let's talk about some of that. You, you know, the experience, uh, some takeaways for sales executives in our industry right now. Anytime I've ever heard you talk, you always say sales executives. Start there. Why do you call your agents sales executives? You know, I just think it's a more professional way to view what we do. You know, uh, um, and, I, and I know I'm biased, but, you know, sales executives are really, uh, you know, they're amazing. They're heroes. They, they're out there. They're solution oriented. They get things done. They help their clients and consumers in ways that you would sit there and go, really? They did what? That's not even what they do. Um, they're just always there to help. And that's rare. And I know we have a lot of people in our industry that probably shouldn't be in our industry, but I'm talking about the core group of sales executives that, you know what, this is their career. They do it every single day. They care, they work hard, uh, and they're relentless. And you want to know something? Uh, those are rare traits to put together for a group of any group of people. And so I'm just proud to be, um, you know, associated with, and that's where that sales executive came from. I just see that as a, a, a more, Re real and more true way to uh, to call a uh, what people call agents. So for the rest of this conversation, I'll do my best to only say sales executive. Catch me if I if I don't do that. Thank now you, Adam. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> you started putting out content pretty early. Uh, the title of you have a, a series on Facebook and Facebook Live. What great agents do in times of crisis. So I really want to talk about what you're seeing the very best. You have 3,300 reference points to draw from. I want to talk about what we can distill right now as sales executives listening to this for ourselves. Now, one of the, one of the first questions that uh, was asked, maybe it was, it was the first question for that episode uh, with you and Rick. How do you say his last name? Barabee. Barabee, Rick Barabee. Uh, somebody gave you a question from the audience. It was with all the social distancing, should I just stop showing altogether? And your answer was, hell no. So can you elaborate on that? Sure. Well, first of all, I, I, I think number one, your attitude is everything. Okay. You know, wherever you are in life, you know what? I know this is hard for some people to take, but you put yourself there. Life isn't fair. Not all situations are fair. Okay. To everybody. The reality of it is, is you are where you're exactly supposed to be. So step one is looking yourself in the mirror and knowing you're the issue in everything you do. So in this situation, attitude is key. And the people who have the proper attitude moving forward, one of those to answer your question is, look, assume nothing, okay? Listen to your clients, ask relevant, good questions, Okay, insightful questions, find out what you're trying to accomplish, and your job is to help them accomplish it. So, and in this environment, you gotta think about how do you accomplish that safely for all parties involved. And so that's what that meant. It wasn't, no, we don't, we, we don't stop because of this. Okay, we're an essential service for a reason. Now, how do we do it in the most safe and smart and productive manner to serve our clients' needs? Um, and that's what I meant by that. So you bring up something interesting. I always joke how <clears throat> as um, service providers in our industry, we are, we are solutions experts for our clients. We listen, Absolutely. we ask great questions, 
We get so creative. We come up with alternatives and options and structures and everything. Yet when we look at ourselves and our business as sales executives, we suck. We can't, you know, see the, the forest through the trees or whatever it is to help ourselves find solutions in our own businesses. Am I making sense or kind of talking to myself on that one? No, no, I think there's some truth to that. Well, you know, the old saying, who, who's our worst client ourselves? You know what, you know, you do a, a, a commercial project for one of your clients, you're dotting your I's and crossing every T. You buy a property for yourself, you're skipping steps. Um, and, and, and that's just something you got to be really careful not to do. But I think you, it makes sense. We're, 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 we're less, we're less quality when we're representing ourselves. Maybe that's why we don't do that. And what about on our working on our businesses as sales executives? You know, we kill what we eat. We're in the business all the time. We're driving the deal. We're finding new deals. What about that aspect of it? Well, I think what makes sales executives great is the same thing that challenges them. So when you're out there and you've got to stay positive and you got to help your client, you got to work on that. Well, the challenge is, is when something hits you that you don't have an immediate solution for, okay, and it's not with a, a client, how does your attitude react then? You know, um, when I'm at home and I'm dealing with my teenagers, okay, um, do I have as much patience as I do when I'm at work? Well, admittedly, uh, not always. And, uh, and that's something that I wrestle with. And, and you know what? And you got to say, look, at if you can do it, all right, with your organization of thousands of people, you can do it with your family if you choose to. But again, it, it can be challenging if you're not prepared or you don't have that mindset in that particular situation. And I think we fall into that, to your point, and we're less productive when we're not face-to-face -face with someone trying to help them uh, uh, in what that we've, we've got better clarity when a client is saying, do this, I'm trying to do this versus when we've got to come up with that clarity ourselves. And many times the sales executive doesn't take the time to first come up with that clarity so they know the direction. How can a sales executive do that? What are some tips or tricks? I, for me, you know, it goes back to seven habits of highly effective people. Uh, um, start with the end in mind. I'm an outcome thinker, okay? Um, you know, the, the interesting thing about this uh, uh, coronavirus, separate from the, the, the tragedy of it all, okay, from a, from a humanitarian standpoint, is this is not a your company issue. Okay, this is not even your industry issue. This is an everybody issue. So everyone's in the same boat. So if you're not looking at this saying, okay, you know what? It's not like I'm, I'm swimming upstream alone here. Everyone's swimming upstream. Now, there's going to be people who win and there's going to be people who don't win. Which side do you want to be on? I want to be on the side of the people who win. Okay, so if you want that outcome, tell me your plan. What is your ideas that will ensure you succeed through this process, be it a broker, be it an individual sales executive, be it in any business. What are you trying to do? And listen, some businesses are hit harder than others, without a doubt. Uh, and I think we all have friends that we've talked to that you're just like, okay, you know what? And you think about, you don't know their business like you know your own, but it's, it's challenging. But it starts with, start with the end in mind, what's the outcome you're looking for, and then what is the activities 
okay, to do to achieve those outcomes. Sounds so, you make it sound so simple. Well, you know what, to, to, to really be uh, truthful, it's a lot simpler than people make it to be. We make it a lot harder. You know what, listen, there's 24 hours in a day, all right, you're a human being, there's only so much you can do, but you've gotta make sure, are you spending your time as productively as possible, or are you not? And if you're not, you're not giving yourself the best springboard to succeed in an environment like this. You know, it goes back to what you were saying earlier, put your ego in a drawer and just be honest with yourself, which is incredibly hard to do. Sometimes. It is hard, it is, because so many, and this is, <laughs> this is another thing, and maybe this is, a, this is a good thing and a bad thing, but I, I don't worry about what other people are thinking about me. I want to know what other people are thinking if it's solution oriented and, and they can help or whatever. But if someone just has, you know, um, well, uh, well, here's, here, here, this will get it across. I'm having this in, in the original downturn um, of, uh, you know, 06, 7, 8, 9. I uh, was sitting there having dinner with my wife and kids and uh, we were prudential at that time. And uh, the table right across from us was talking and they said, oh yeah, that Prudential real estate company went out of business. And I'm sitting there and my wife, and we all heard it. And my wife, and, I, and the first thing that came to my mind is I, I looked at my wife and, and girls and I said, well, I don't know who runs that Prudential company. It sounds like a loser to me. And you know, you, you can't let that stuff bother you. Sometimes I think when, when someone underestimates you in a weird way, they inspire you to success. They motivate you to succeed. You know, I think it's harder if everyone's around, you're awesome, you're great, you're awesome, you're great. You know what? Sometimes I want to say, you're never going to make it. You're going down. That to me, in a way, motivates me even more, okay, than, than that. So I don't worry about what people say, and you, gotta, you truly have to put your ego in a drawer and do the best job you can do and not worry about it. And sometimes it doesn't go the way any of us want it to go. And then you got to go to plan B. You just gave me my next um, meeting mantra at my office. I'm going to go to all my agents and tell them we're done. Your ship is sinking. You're not going to make it. <laughs> They're going to love you. <laughs> you know, out of everything I went over today, you might want to skip that point. <laughs> <laughs> good, good advice. Good advice, Mark. Uh, you said something on, on one of the videos with Rick, and I want you to kind of elaborate on that. You said, we live in an and world. And in quotations, A-N-D, the word and. What does that mean? Okay. People like to take um, a new innovation, a new technology, whatever the case may be, as a new idea and say, this is the new thing. Um, this, is, this is what consumers are going to love and go to. And what I believe in, okay, and again, I'm speaking more about my industry, okay, that's where my expertise is, is I believe we live in an and world. And what, what that means is the consumer saying, look, I'm very open to all new ideas, but I want everything you've offered me over the years that I love. I want the relationship, I want the professionalism, most importantly, I wanna trust you and your company, I want you to, you know, uh, uh, figure out solutions in a tough environment. And I want the best technology. I want innovation. I want efficiency. I want effectiveness. Oh, and by the way, let me give you some good news. Next year, and I'm going to want more. 
And so this idea of, you know what, here's what the consumer wants. They're willing to give up A, B, and C for E, F, and G. I don't believe that. I believe the consumer wants A, B, and C, E, F, and G, H, I, and J. And they'll keep going down the alphabet as time goes forward. And the companies that will win are the companies that listen to the consumer first, offer what the consumer wants, and doesn't try to convince the consumer, trust me, you don't want this, you want what I'm offering. And I don't believe that. And, and we don't go down that road as a company. I'm very clear. We're gonna listen to the consumer, give them everything they like, and we can't let ourselves be left behind by not offering new innovations as they come across. So I'm gonna play, we're gonna play a little game. I'm gonna read you a quote. So I wanna ask you who said it and when they said it. And then after that, I'll invite you to share any final takeaways that you want for sales executives out there that can help them right now. And then we'll, we'll wrap up. So here's, here's the quote. This will all heal when the exact time frame is, I don't know. And you start building from that point. There will be a lot of positives that come out of this. It will be a grand opportunity for some people and some people will take their hard knocks and start again. Well, that sounds like me. <laughs> I don't know if it is. That's the first part right. When did you say that, Mark? You know what? Um, probably in the original downturn of uh, 0789. Uh, sometime in January, January 16th, 2009. Yeah, there you go. I read that and I'm, it's like you said it yesterday in, in April of 2020. Yeah, it's funny. To your point, the, the, the exact crisis doesn't matter. It's the attitude and the formula tends to be pretty much the same, even though the exact uh, uh, decisions you're making can be very different depending on your situation. But the attitude and how you treat it, yeah, very similar. So yeah, I could say that today and it works exactly the same way it did in, in 09. I thought that was, that was really cool and I, I came across that. I'm like, huh. So I like that, you know, the crisis doesn't matter, the attitude does. Absolutely. So Mark, any final takeaways that you want to share with sales executives out there that can help them today? Um, I would just say, again, the two things that have always protected me is clarity. So know what you're, and if you're having questions on clarity, ask, nothing wrong with that. You know what? Ask inside, you know what, your company, outside your company, even outside your industry to people that you respect, get feedback. Get clarity on what you're going to do. And then next, once you develop that clarity and the plan that goes along with it, be incredibly consistent. You know, um, the uh, CEO for HFS, Gino Blafari, who run, runs all the franchises that Berkshire owns, Berkshire Hathaway, as well as Real Living uh, and the mortgage company and a whole bit, he's all about routine and the importance of a routine. And I fully agree. Having your routine every day and being consistent, I think is extremely important. Um, so whatever your quality routine is, and this is a great opportunity to create a new habit and new routines that serve you well, um, but come up with a routine that serves you well uh, and uh, work your plan and uh, be consistent. That's terrific. I have a whole page of notes here 
wisdoms that you've shared. Uh, obviously, the, the the resounding message here is clarity and consistency. You know, approach things with common sense. Seems so simple, and respect for others. Those are those were some of the first three. Uh, obviously, the great reminder from the seven habits of highly effective people. What do you want? What do you need to do to get what you want? And then buttoning up with a consistency piece. What's the routine that supports the activities to get to get those outcomes? Yeah, I can I can go on and on, but th this has been great. You know, th thank you for spending your precious time this morning helping other people. My pleasure. Thank you, Hein. Thanks everyone for listening. This is a special episode of Takeaways that we're recording in response to COVID-19. If you like what you heard, leave us a comment, leave us a review. Tune in next time. Thank you for listening. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Takeaways podcast is about sharing and paying it forward. If you like this show, please make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast and leave us a review. It really goes a long way. And if you really like the show, please share takeaways with a friend. Thank you and tune in next time.